The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. All right. Well, here we are once again with Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass. And I'm Eric Osnes. Welcome to our ooh, spooky Halloween special, I guess, since we've got uh, Saturday coming up with uh, Halloween. It's our scary real estate show. At least we're yes. talking about Halloween and not Christmas. I'm already annoyed with all the Christmas displays <laughs> showing up in the stores. You and me both. <laughs> but, you know, that's just kind of the way it goes nowadays. They know that's their big moneymaker. Yeah. Halloween and Christmas are the two big Those retail moneymakers. Yeah. yeah, interesting. I wish they had the Halloween stuff out longer. Right. Because yeah. I've actually been having fun with some of the um, the fun big blow-up things that they have out now that people can have in their front yards. Because my dog, we've never talked oh, about our probably pets or anything. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rusty, I've got this great little short video I'm going to be posting soon. Of uh, He came across this one house that has the Grim Reaper on a horse. Oh, no. And then there's this other character from uh, one of the Halloween cartoon movies. It's also it's huge. It's like probably 15 feet tall. And my dog just goes crazy. He hates that thing. Yeah, because they move. Oh, sure. Yeah. And so yeah. he's just freaking out looking at these things. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> so anyway, I'll have to post that on our uh, website or on our Facebook page so people can see Rusty wanting to attack these big blow up. Oh, that's good. <laughs> all, all I got is an elderly cat and four adopted squirrels at my house. So four? Four. Yeah. We had one fall out of the nest. I remember baby. that, but you have cute little guy. Four? Well, my my son took him to a shelter where they where yeah. they weaned the squirrel and then wanted us to take the squirrel back to release it into the into the neighborhood. But not just one. We had to bring three of her little squirrel buddies along with us as well. So now we have four you babies. You have a squirrel sleepover going we on at your house? We have a whole full-on squirrel slumber party going on. Yeah, we've got a little house, and they all are just hanging around. And, and uh, yeah, they... Inside the house? No, 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 no. They're outside. Okay. Yeah, they're I was going to say, your cat oh, yeah, yeah. must be going crazy about that. Yeah, my cat's not happy about that at all. I bet. So, yeah, but... <laughs> So yeah, well, let's hope the four that's what they do. little critters stay around while you oh, have they're, a cat. They're hanging around. They're totally fine with everything. Um, I was out in the yard the other day, and one was actually following me around. I go from yard oh to yard, gosh. garden to garden, and <laughs> you know she's just kind of cruising right along with me. And well, they've been hand fed, so I'm yeah, sure they're, they're not so scared of. They're pretty humans. tame. Yeah, except um, I saw there was an owl in the. The, oh. the tree the other morning and i'm like Ooh, oh that's yeah. not good Hope that's these... that's what's spooky to a squirrel right exactly that's, that's their like scary, scary nightmare thing. yeah exactly big thing flying out yeah. of the sky <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh well yeah. i guess you're just putting us right in the mood of all kinds of death and, and dismemberment things. and things like that for this show this is going to be a real right. fun one isn't it spooky, yeah speaking Woo! Of... gonna get exciting that's right and speaking <laughs> of this is a live call-in show if you'd like to contribute to our our uh, conversation, give us a call. You can reach us toll-free at 866-712-1300, 866-712-1300. 
Well, I guess on that note, maybe if a caller wants to call in about their own Amityville type experience with the house. Yes. That would be kind of interesting. We'd love to hear, you know, some some of your spooky stories about things that had happened, you know, in, in a house that you've been in or near. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know there's stories out there oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, there's a, a gal, I was just reading a story the other day that uh, she specifically went to New Orleans to test a hotel down there that's supposed to be known for its ghosts. Really? And, yeah, yeah. And apparently she's you know a big scaredy cat kind of gal. And she went to New Orleans because they have all those cool uh, like voodoo tours and ghost tours. And the, sure. Um, I guess because they have all the raised cemeteries, there's a lot right. of really cool things that happen with that as well. And so, yeah, she went down and I guess asked for the most haunted hotel in town. And they set that up and she got the haunted room. Oh, man. Yeah. It would actually kind of be kind of fun, I think. It's all kind of interesting. Yeah. I've stayed at the um, Captain Cook Inn, which is up in Coopville on Woodby Island. I've been there. That's supposed to be haunted as well. Is it? Yeah. I slept like a baby there, though. Didn't have any trouble. Is it just because it makes a lot of creaky sounds? I mean, it's (laughs) it's an old, old, it's one of the oldest hotels in the state of Washington. Yeah. That's what I remember being cool about it. But it also had a great restaurant, didn't it? Fantastic. Yeah. That's what I thought. That's what I remember the most about it was like, ooh, my stomach's very happy Right on Penn Cove. You know, the Muscle Farms are right out front there and and the oysters and all of that. I didn't realize that was supposed to be haunted. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll have to go back and pay more attention. I just remember it being a lot of, you know, trying to walk around. You're like, man, you can't sneak in this place. place is a little bit crooked. That's right. Yeah. You know, you sort of envision, you know, pirates with, you know, peg legs walking around in there. But, uh, yeah, it's good. good spot. Well, they wouldn't be able to sneak, that's for sure. <laughs> no. You'd hear them coming from a mile away. <laughs> yeah, you would. That's a good point. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right. Well, I know we're going to get into some more of this kind of fun stuff a little bit later on. But uh, let's just check and make sure, though, uh, are interest rates getting scary? No, that's the one thing. They're not scary at all right now. Awesome. We've we've actually dropped just a little bit this week uh, again. Again, yeah. So thirty year uh, mortgages are hovering right around three point seven five percent. Jumbo jumbo Love fixed it. rates are also private right around right the same same range. A fifteen year fix is around three point five to th- even a little bit lower, maybe three point three seven five percent. And adjustable rate loans are are under the three percent mark. Um, the big um, you know, news this week is the Fed is meeting today and tomorrow. Uh, they should be making an announcement on interest rates uh, probably tomorrow. Okay. And uh, the um, the news uh, headlines this week are oil prices falling. That's caused the stock market to dip down a little bit. That takes pressure off of interest rates. So uh, we do not have any upward pressure on, on rates as it stands. So for the time being, we rates like are it. holding steady and uh, looking looking really good. So I also want to bring something up from a past show since the rates are still looking really, really good. And yeah. I know this is going to be a little bit off topic, but um, I sent you a referral this last week. Yes. And thank you. Yes. Because in their case, I think what was spooky and scary to this couple was that um, 10 years ago, not having worked with me, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, uh, but it was friends of mine. Actually, they were supposed to work with me. I'll tell you what's scary is I was work, co-working with an other agent in uh, the Spanaway area, and she stole my clients from me. Oh, no. And I was very upset about it because this is somebody, uh, the client, uh, the wife, was someone I had gone to college with. Yeah. And so I'd known her for years, and I was so angry about her going behind my back and 
mm. getting them under contract. And, and the thing, the sad thing was, is these clients didn't know that's what she'd done. Mm-hmm. And so I tried to be the classier of sure. of the two of us. Took the high road, and I took the high road, and I never mentioned that I got absolutely nothing from my efforts in working with them, yeah. which had been substantial up to this woman. Sure. Stealing sure. them. She was actually supposed to help us with looking at land opportunities because they were trying to decide between hmm. building and buying at the time. And uh, so anyway, yeah, so they ended up getting these loans that unfortunately I didn't get much input about Somewhat, what they were doing. Yeah, they ended up with some sort of toxic. Um, well, I don't know. Well, they're, it wasn't they're not necessarily toxic, toxic. but not, I think, not the best thing for them. I think yeah. they just thought they were going to be in different circumstances and yeah. they I remember the phone call distinctly. They called me up and they said, oh my gosh, we're really worried about this summer coming up. We've got this big adjustment on our rates or on our payment and we don't know how we're going to handle it. And, you know, since they had purchased, they have uh, two kids that have been born, right? So, you know, they've got other costs associated with, you know, living their lives. And so they were saying, you know, we, we can't handle this because our what used to be our primary residence is now a rental and that payment's going to go up so high. There's no way we can cash flow. Yeah. And then on their primary residence, it was going to get beyond what their means were. Uh, you know, they, there's no way they could have made enough extra income that quickly to cover the difference. Right. Right. So right. it ended up, uh, I had them on the phone. They started talking to me about all these things. And I said, well, why in the world would it jump so high? Was it an adjustable rate? And they said, no, no, I don't think it was that. Uh, Cause it's been the same for a long time. And I went, oh no, mm-hmm. did you get a 10 year interest only loan? Right. And they did. Yeah. They yeah. they didn't recognize it right away, but I looked at their paperwork and right. I was like, oh, uh oh. Right. So yeah. you, you talked about that HARP Those program are, last week. Yes, the HARP program. Um, and it's it's the Home Affordability Refinance Program. This is not a loan modification. It has no negative effects on your credit scores at all. And the HARP program is good through 2016. So we got a little more than a, uh, more than a year oh, to go. did extend it. Yes, it's been Okay, because when you first brought it up, yes. you said it was only through the end of this year. No, and so good. this is, I'm so glad that we brought this yep, up because good. otherwise people would have thought maybe it wasn't extended. That's right. fantastic. No, we're good through 2016. And basically, if you have a loan that was taken out before May of 2009 and you've not refinanced it or anything since then, and if the loan is owned by either Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, it may be eligible for a streamlined type refinance. Um, and what that means is that we would not need the normal income and asset document documents from you oh, that's and so probably great. not any appraisal either. So it doesn't matter if the home's underwater. That's uh, even the best right. part because some folks still are. Right. The interest rates are prevailing rates. So you get, a, you get a, a great interest rate. You do not have to be occupying the property as your principal residence. It can be a rental. It can be a second home. That's fine. And so it's, um, and there's still, um, you know, quite a few of those eligible type loans out there. So, um, you know, there's two ways to check it. Uh, The first is you can call your friendly lender or you can call someone like me and we can check it for you. Or uh, you can go onto the website. If you just Google, uh, is my loan owned by Fannie Mae? Or you Mm -hmm. can Google, is my loan owned by Freddie Mac? You have to check both sites. You're going to need your property address and the last four digits of your social security number, and you can check it and see if you're if you're eligible for a HARP uh, refinance. I am so glad that we brought that up because yeah, that was scary stuff for them. You know, speaking of sure. all the scary things that we're going Absolutely. through today, so I'm super excited to have referred them over to you to talk well, thank about you. that. Yeah, because no, that was a major concern for them, and we had talked about this. In fact, I've met with them several times over the past three years 
trying to decide if they're going to sure sell those homes or what exactly is going to happen. So yeah. I just feel yeah. really wonderful about being able to refer that to well, you. Well, and we'll see if we can take at. care of them. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, we'll see if we can take care of them and and uh, you know get get them sorted out. You know, I think mm-hmm. they can they'd be happy to get a little bit of payment relief and and uh, oh gosh, who wouldn't? Yeah, right? abs- absolutely. So no, timing's really good. I, I kind of joke with people. They're like, well, how are the rates right now? It's like, well. We've been lower, but that was back when Dwight D. Eisenhower was president. So it's been a while. That's there. that's longer than I've been we're, alive, we're so I won't have any idea about that. You'll have to tell me what those are uh, during the break or something. But uh, well, anyway. You're, you're assuming that I was alive back then either. So No, no. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> well, good. Well, hopefully uh, we'll be, we'll be kind of hitting, uh, hitting a few topics like that and hopefully give you some good helpful tips, mm-hmm. tips as we go through the show today. Well, this is Open House of Team Rebun, 1300 KKOL. Got a question? Call it in. 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House of Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes. I'm Reba Hass, doing a little dance over here to that music All right, coming got in. Some, got some snappy stuff going yeah, on here. Yeah, that's a great current song. My band actually does that song. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's called give, My Type. Give us a call. We're sitting by the phone and we're waiting for it to ring. Yeah, it's, it doesn't sound so desperate. Yeah. <laughs> I waited for your call. No. <laughs> That sounds like last week when we were talking about <laughs> selling houses like online dating. You sound like you're desperate for scary. a date, Eric. It's scary. <laughs> Tell that phone number. Come That's on. right. 866-712-1300. You can call us toll free. You don't have to have a credit card. You don't have to have anything. Just pick up the phone and give us a call. We'd like to hear your scary house stories. Yes, I would actually love to hear ghost stories or some kind of crazy stuff because uh, I'm it that's a topic for me that is quite interesting within real estate. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, did you know about uh how we handle that as a disclosure here in Washington? Ghosts? Yeah. Isn't that the well, uh, G21 addendum? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> G21. G for ghost. Ghost 21 no. addendum. Uh no, there is no such thing. Oh. However, uh in the state of Washington, every house that transfers in a sale mm-hmm. is required, unless it's, this is actually, now that I sit here and think about it, it's like, oh, yeah, that's interesting, except for in the case of an estate. Correct. Meaning someone has passed on. Right. right? Um, except for in the case of an estate, every property must have a seller disclosure form. And it's about a six-page document if you're using the MLS forms that we real estate agents use. Sure, called the uh, Form 17. Form 17. Um, you can get them outside of you know MLS and sure. agents, but uh, that's what our form is. And it's so funny because having a death in a property is not something that Washington State necessarily requires to be disclosed. I did not know that. But other states do. Right. And Mm. so I got into this big forum the other day um, because there was a a website being discussed and then also the topic of disclosures. And every marketplace is different. So like in California, if a death has occurred in a property within the past three years, seller is supposed to disclose it. Oh, interesting. But in Washington State, you're not required to. However... 
real estate agents who are realtors who also follow our code of ethics, right. which I'm a realtor and I'm part sure. of our local uh, organization in the state and national group. And we see it sometimes a little bit differently when it comes from an ethics standpoint, because there are certain individuals who don't want to, who don't want to buy a house. Well, absolutely. Where a death oh, has sure. occurred. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, and cause for some folks it's a religious thing. Well, we have or, certain cultures that you just exactly. you absolutely would not. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's a, it's a interesting challenge for a real estate agent because it's not necessarily on our list of questions. If a seller no. knows. Oh no, absolutely. Right? I had uh, clients of mine back out of a purchase a few years back that um, uh, it was a, it's a Vietnamese family and mm-hmm. they're very spiritual and they're very yeah. concerned about that. And when when uh, they discovered that a death had occurred in the home and it was n- it was not a natural uh, oh, death. Oh no! Uh, that that was that's it. They're was like, it a, a crime? It was a suicide. Oh and, gosh! Um, and so they're like, no, we're not buying this house. Yeah. And I, I'm you know good. They they just happen to be fortunate enough to find out do you know how they found out i'm i I, this was actually an interview i think i think they spoke off the cuff with one of the family members and that's how they found out is he the family member or neighbor i can't remember exactly neighbors i will tell you if they know of something that they Mm can oh sure blab out about they'll do it you can learn a (laughs) lot about a home by talking to the neighbors oh heck yeah in fact actually i'm working with a client right now that they found out what's going on with the seller because yeah. the guy went and drove around the neighborhood, saw a guy outside and started chit-chatting with him and yeah. found out all about the nasty divorce and the guy taking oh, the yeah. kids and going out the door and like, oh, Abs- wow. Ab- absolutely. You got to be, you know, I hope you like your neighbors because if they don't like you and you're selling your house, woo, watch out. They will dump stuff Absol- on total random strangers who they think just might become their neighbor. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, it's amazing it's, what will happen. Really, oh, yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. I've heard some crazy stories from folks. But, uh, yeah, so I, the reason I'm asking about how they found out, so, yeah, that's actually one really good way. You mm. know, I mean, you can you can flat out ask a real estate agent, and if they know, they can't lie. Sure, they're going to They can't you. lie. Right. Now, I will say a listing agent does have a duty of confidentiality with okay. their seller. So if a seller has said, we do not want to talk about this. It does put them in a precarious position. Sure. Now, uh, a lot of times, you know, death records might be public. Um, if it was a notorious crime, it might have been in the newspaper. You right. can put in an address sometimes. It just depends. Um, but one of the sites that I just found out about recently uh, that you can go buy reports yeah. is a website called diedinhouse.com. Oh my gosh. Does that sound morbid or what? Ew. I know. No. It sounds a little creepy, but if like the folks we're talking about, if this is something that's really important to you sure. and would impact your desire to continue moving forward with a home purchase, you know, I think it's kind of important to have a resource because like we just said, it's not always a requirement of disclosure. No, and absolutely. And, and you and I have talked about this before. We we want our customers to be happy and successful mm-hmm. in their homes. And so if, yeah. if there's an event or something that happened that's going to just make them not comfortable living there, oh, don't, gosh. don't buy it. Yeah, yeah. I have a good friend of mine who uh, she is absolutely firm in her mind that uh, one of the houses she lived in, there was a ghost. It was a mm-hmm. happy ghost. It was like a Casper you know, Casper the yeah. Friendly Ghost. Yeah. And just kind of popped in and out, sort of said hello, 
move things around sometimes. Uh, some of our friends think she is just batty about <laughs> this, and they're like looking askew at her. Like normally, we think you're really bright, but what? <laughs> well, who, who are we to second guess things like this? Right, exactly. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't know if I fully believe in ghosts, but I do believe in. You know, spirit and energy and things of that nature. So, you sure. know, you can have a vibe in a house. Oh, absolutely. And sometimes yeah. that vibe sticks with a house for a while, yeah, right? Kind of like the Amity. Sure. Well, I, I live in a home that's 90 plus years old and it has a personality of its own. It makes its own noises every now and then. It'll pop or creak in a place I haven't heard before. So, because you stepped on a stairs. Wrong or Could something, be. or something, or like, oh, Eric, yeah, lose like, some weight. Uh, what's oh, going God. on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about I'm in one end of the house, and this noise comes from the other end of the house, and I have no idea what where it came from. But yeah, you know, that's just stuff like that happens. And it's so. not the cat. And it's not the cat. In my house, usually, it's if there's a, else a the sound house. going yeah. somewhere else, it's usually one of my animals the, doing some crazy. Yeah, up to antic. no, up to no good. Yeah, most, or chasing one of the yep. others, something yep. like that. That's right. That's but, right. Um, you know, so wow, that, so diedinhouse.com. Yeah, diedinhouse.com. And they can do, um, let's say you're searching in an area for a home, they can do bulk search. I mean, you, you pay either for an individual report up to, I think, five. So, you know, if you're house hunting and this is something you care about, you can, sure. you know, put those reports in and, and uh, every house you show a lot of distinct interest in and that's important although i guess you know the disclosure thing um this is not necessarily about death but one of the other things that creeps people out in terms of crimes um is the seller disclosure form also has a very thick print bold sellers do not have to tell you if there are sex predators nearby people who are registered sex offenders so uh, people probably also want to make sure and do their own due diligence because i have had clients do that and choose not to buy a home because of the relative proximity of many uh to a a particular property so those are definitely other things um something else i told you last week (laughs) that i was at the uh, certified luxury home marketing specialist class right so i'm a member of the institute of luxury home Mm -hmm. marketing yeah yeah and Something they brought up in our coursework, which I was a little surprised, but quite intrigued about, was that they mentioned luxury homes tend to have a higher potential for a high-profile crime to have been committed. Interesting. And I'm just like, really? that's, huh. And I don't know if it's just because folks that are in this kind of upper income strata, it's just that if a crime happens in their home, the media jumps on it. Yeah. You know, it's like that. If it bleeds, it leads kind of thing. Oh, sure. You know, maybe, maybe then the average person is like, yeah, take that guy down. Yeah. Famous sports star goes into foreclosure. It's Mm -hmm. all over the news, but yeah, regular Joe Schmo, it's not going to. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I always kind of wonder, it's like, is it really that it's that? It's like, what's the overall percentage? Because those luxury homes are really minor percentage of the marketplace too. So that's just kind of. Like, Interesting. Okay. So better to, if you're buying a high end home, better, you know, check the diedinhouse.com <laughs> or do a flat out question to the agent and see if you can get an answer. But, you know, sure, ooh, sure. I don't know. What kind of, what kind of, uh, scary things do you run across in your line of work? I run into scary lending things, you know, things, uh, issues with a home that, 
that uh, not necessarily are, are ghost oriented or anything like that. I run into more things like some scary property issues. Um, like I, what? Well, I'll give you an example. I um, I opened up the crawl space of, of a home. I actually, an inspector did once, and mm-hmm. there was three feet of water in the in the crawl space. Ooh, um, not good. I, I've uh, I've had um, we we get a we get a every now and then appraisal. And we actually have. Uh, there's two circumstances I'm working with right now, which are not actually loans that I'm working on. These are from from other lenders or people have reached out for help. And what what they are is it's called the code compliance condition. Mm, right. Appraiser okay. goes out, looks at the property. They see that someone did an addition without a permit, Ooh, or they converted yeah. a, a garage, turned it into a bedroom. There's a lot of those. There's a ton of those. And if an appraiser calls calls out that condition and says, please provide us with the building permits to show that this was mm-hmm. built to code, oh, that's man. a code compliance condition. And that's, that's a, a title issue also. It's, it's problems all around Ugh. because the only way that you can get a building permit after the fact is to Tear it open, sometimes isn't it? do a forensic. Yes, you, you almost have to prove uh, forensically that the home was built to code. So that can mean tearing walls open. Ugh. It can mean, um, you know, sometimes in some cases just knocking the, the addition down and starting all over again. Wow. So there are some building departments that are reasonable and will work with, with an owner on, on thing like that. But in, in many cases, um, they're, they're very rigid about it and they don't like it. They don't like the mm-hmm. fact that somebody built something on, on their turf without getting a proper permit for it. So Right. Yeah, oh, my so. gosh. Well, I, I want to talk a little bit more about that when we come back, too. Give the number just in case people want to call. 866-712-1300. Call us with your scary house stories. If you'd like to call into the show, now's your chance. It's 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. All right. We are back, and we are talking about scary stories in real estate. And I'm Reba Hass. I'm Eric Osnes. So join us for some fun little ghoulish ideas of things that can go wrong, obviously. And call Um, us if you like. We're here toll-free, 866-712-1300. Call us with your scary house stories. Yes, I love hearing these. Did you say that we have somebody who's on the line? Uh. We we might I think our our um, our trusty call screeners uh, oh, yes. looking at that David, right now. David Meanwhile, Summers. okay. You want to hear my scary story? Yes, please. actually, it's kind of a funny story. Uh, I sold a house to a person that was uh, later to be known as the hillbilly of Normandy Park, and uh, huh? this this man and his wife. <laughs> okay. She had a, a prosthetic prosthetic leg, and um, oh. And I heard this from my neighbor one night. They're uh, they're in the backyard and they're having a drunken knockdown drag out fight. Oh, no. And the husband got uh, so mad that he grabbed his wife's leg and threw it over the fence into the neighbor's yard. So, oh, my gosh. So uh, <laughs> a little while later, there's a, my neighbor gets a knock on the door, and here's this guy standing there saying, uh, can I have my wife's leg back, please? Oh, my goodness. Did, had they found it? Did they know? Oh, yeah. He saw it come <laughs> flying over the fence. So, yeah. Just, uh oh. 
<laughs> oh, no, that, just a scary, scary thing, you know, but... Uh, that would be so distracting. And yeah. Like, yeah. oh, my God, there's a leg in our yard. Yeah, it's not good, <laughs> not good, it's not good. Well, oh, at least well. it wouldn't be bloody. That's, oh, good heavens, no. Oh, <laughs> no nothing like that, but, Gross. yeah, it's just uh, sitting, sitting, you know, minding your own business and a leg comes flying over the fence. That's never, never, never good. So, okay, well, yes. I will say David brought up some... Uh, other things that can be frightening, though, that can impact real estate. Uh, David mentioned that uh, his neighbor had a fire. Yes, that may be arson, and that's like that's some that's scary right there. I'd want to know about that. That's going on in the neighborhood, right? Yeah, 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 and that's definitely something that needs to be disclosed. Is if your house, kind of like you know, cars for accidents have Carfax, right? You know, that's oh, actually, that brings up another good point. If there's uh, water damage or fire damage, typically to a home that requires an insurance claim, mm-hmm. uh, we we haven't brought this up before. There's a thing called the Clue Report. Yes, right, 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 and it's a comprehensive loss underwriting exchange. Uh, right, it's where insurance companies speak speak amongst each other. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, and so they can see what kind of claims have been made, and because yes. a fire obviously could be completely remodeled and redone, and everything and looks be good great. as good as new. Right, but. but yeah. Yeah, but there may be some things behind the walls that you don't know about. Um, I've actually been in homes where portions of fire damage are still sitting there, and it's still a big question mark right. whether or not that was all done correctly. Um, just because some of the the beams you see, and you're like, oh, what what's this all about? And Absolutely. here's some melted material of the concrete, and what's going right, on? And, right, and, scary things. That, and you don't yeah. know because uh, some of the homes around here, the history of them is quite long. Right. That's right. So. Um, Anyway, yeah, I just wanted to bring up the clue report, too, while we were talking about that, thinking about fire and water damage, because we were discussing that during the break. Also, did you have more? Well, there's there's certain kind of terms that when you're looking at listings, if you're cruising online, mm-hmm. and, you know, one of the ones that uh, I, I always coach my, my loan officers to, to, to watch for is uh, you'll see comments like, all the work has been done for you already. Just move on <laughs> in, right? So... You some, guys see that as a potential negative. Well, some people see think of that and they think, "Oh, fantastic! I don't have to do any of this yeah, a turnkey situation." A my my uh, you know something. my my in my brain, I, I'm thinking this home is a flip, and uh, so mm. somebody's bought this. Uh, it's a, yeah, r- a rundown I'll foreclosed home. It has lots of issues, and and they're putting the proverbial lipstick on the pig. You know, so uh, yeah. with a with a flip, actually, as a lender, uh, we're very, very cautious and careful about those, especially if we see a significant increase in price from what a person paid for it a mm-hmm. few months ago to what they're selling it for now. Yeah, and we, the quality of work between flippers can be so amazing. Absolutely. Fast and different, uh, you know, for what they're doing and the skill sets and who they're hiring or if they're doing it themselves. Oh, there's frightening things that, that go on. Yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely. And it's not that I, you know, we've both worked with people who do things like that. Um, I've got a client right now who's who's buying property as investment and turning them yep. over, but they're very specific about the materials, what kind of work they'll do, what they won't get into. Absolutely. And I, I appreciate that as another business owner working with them. Sure, sure. That they're at least conscientious about it. Yeah, but it's just another area where you just want to use a little bit of caution and, mm-hmm. and do some due diligence. Make sure you have a really, really good home inspection done on that property. Yeah, if that flipper says, I want you to waive the Form 17, mm-hmm. walk. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, seriously. Well, I've seen them, though. A lot of the times, if it's a flipper, they're just going to check. There's three boxes on a Form 17 with all these questions. Well, yeah, yes, no. I don't know. I don't know. And finally, N-A. Right. Yeah. But if they've just redone the wiring, Mm -hmm. don't mark, don't know. I mean, to me, that's just ridiculous. I get sure. so annoyed with people who do that. It's like, oh, really? Absolutely. Come on. Yeah. You just touched every part of this house. Yeah. And you, you're like, I you, don't know. You've been through it top to bottom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, that's That's baloney. right. That's right. But, you know, I've seen things in even brand new homes, new construction homes where, where we do an inspection and we find out that the toilet, you know, wasn't hooked up to the sewer line. Things like that Ooh, happen even with oh, brand new true. homes. Oh, that's true. I actually was in a house where the line broke and the whole... Crawl space was just filled with sewage. It was disgusting. Fun. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. scary. I know. <laughs> that's super scary. Yeah, that is a so, scary one. So, um, I, and I stinky. Think our, our, of course, our, our overall goal with this radio show is to inform people and get them excited about homes and everything. We don't want to scare everybody away. Well, but, no. I mean, but, yeah. that, but that brings up a good point of you need to do your due diligence, right? How do you get rid of the scary stuff? Yeah, and some of that right. is do a home inspection, get a sewer scope. Absolutely. That's right. We'll kind of run that all through. Well, we have a caller on the line. Carl from Kenmore has a question. Welcome, Carl. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, this is actually the uh, Normandy Park Hillbilly. <laughs> oh, good. No, this is actually Carl from Kenmore. <laughs> That's um, fantastic. How's your wife's leg? <laughs> uh I don't know. Oh, good. That's okay. Uh, I don't have any questions about uh, ghosts or uh, squirrels or any of that stuff. But I've got a friend that wants to move up here from Pocatello. Oh, Pocatello, okay. Idaho? Yeah. Nice. Pocatello. Mm-hmm. Pocaghetto. And <laughs> he needs to, he, his job takes him kind of in the Bothell area. And okay. he's looking for a home. And with traffic just being uh impossible here in the whole region mm-hmm. and frankly our politicians being so inept and uh actually doing what they should do to make traffic worse which apparently is their goal what's the best area to purchase to get the most property and the nicest house for your dollar what oh, would you recommend very good question uh I think there it, there's some some social aspects that have have to do with that as well though. For instance, what's your lifestyle dictate? How close are you to Dick's Drive-In? Do you like riding <laughs> Harley Davidsons? Do you um you know, are are there uh, certain clubs that you like to go to or commuting? You're right. You know, you know what's like the proximity you to your favorite work? bartender? I mean, I can think of a, a dozen different That last aspects. one you just mentioned. Yeah? Yeah, that's a big one for me. Mm-hmm. How close oh. am I to my favorite bartender? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We probably should get him to call in. We may have that lined up for an upcoming show here, but we don't want to divulge too much information. You know, this is all so, top secret. Just thinking about just commute, though, mm-hmm. what would you recommend? Well, what I didn't get from all of that, Carl, was you said they're coming here from Pocatello. Right. Looking to be in Bothell. Is that where they're looking to purchase or that's, is that where no, the job that's where is? where his job takes him. Okay. So he probably, you know, he'd be willing to commute somewhere, you know, to get some decent, a decent home and 
and uh, decent square footage. And well, there's a, there's a lot the of new construction. It's so horrific here. Yeah, well, there's a lot of new construction going on in the Bothell area. So Especially to the north and to the east of Bothell up Highway mm-hmm. 9. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that going on. And then um, from Linwood over, because I mean, if this is a downtown Bothell job, actually a lot of kind of the Linwood area all the way across through Bothell, Mill Creek, those would be potentially prime areas because there's a lot of new construction going on. In fact, I've been uh, selling quite a few homes up that direction for folks and even ones who are willing to put up with the notorious commuting that we have. A lot of those folks are even working in Bellevue and Seattle, but still willing to do it because they can get new construction at a reasonable price. So those homes are starting in the about low 400s and then going up from there up to about 700 in those areas because um, new construction in Seattle is starting Off around. The chart. It is. It's starting around 700 right. for for yeah. a right. standalone home. But yeah, Bothell area is actually uh, pretty prime if they're going to be working. I'll agree. And if you are purchasing east of about Highway 9, there's the USDA loan. Mm. And this is a conventional loan with zero down and mm-hmm. no monthly mortgage insurance on it. Do you, have to, own a, do you have to own a dairy cow? You, uh, that's, <laughs> no, that's you kind don't. of funny. We <laughs> used to call it the farm loan, but the only condition is it can't be a farm. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, no farms for the farm loan program. But, uh, yeah, no, that's it's so called the USDA loan program, uh, which is a little bit obscure. Not everybody knows about it or knows how to use it. But we have maps where we yeah. can tell you which neighborhoods and which areas are eligible. Yeah. I know you keep saying Highway 9, but it, I actually have Bothell over highway bothell everett yeah there's a lot right across there anything if you kind of push push east of there Mm -hmm. so (laughs) makes sense yeah well well, thanks for your help thank you so much carl appreciate the call Mm -hmm. Bye. all right so uh reba so um that was an interesting interesting topic and and buying the most home you can for the for the money wasn't yeah, very you won't scary, get much though. of a yard. Yeah. yeah, you won't get... Well, that's the scary part is if you want a yard, you're not going to get one in the I, new construction. I know we, we're not supposed to pick on the callers that call in, but I'm oh, not no. sure that that caller actually followed our instructions. We wanted scary house stories. And that was actually like a honest, legitimate question. Well, we want those too. I don't know what. Yeah. what's going on with you Well, I'm just thinking we should grade this caller. What do you think? What, what, do you wanna, <laughs> what, what grade do you want to give him? In terms of... You like... He did yeah. call in, so we're going to give him maybe maybe we'll give him an, give him an A since he did call in. Yes. Yeah. Let's give him two A's, double A. How's that? <laughs> so that ought to that ought to work. So um, I'm holding back so many comments right now, really. Yeah, I'm probably <laughs> sure you. I'm sure you are. So as you can imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, one thing uh, we haven't covered yet of the spooky stories with real estate is uh, zombie foreclosures. Yeah. Because we brought up the fires and water damage. And I will tell you, uh, to Dave's point, actually fires often turn into zombie foreclosures. Mm-hmm. That's right. When we come back, zombie foreclosures here on KKOL 1300. Open House has open phone lines. Give us a call at 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes with Home Street Bank. And I'm Reba Hass with Team Reba. And we're talking about scary house stories. 
And we were just chuckling over the break because uh, we we had we had a caller call in uh, during the break, and uh, but it wasn't actually a question. She didn't want to be on the air. I think she just wants some some loan information. So we're kind of tickled about that. So yeah. thank you, Barbara. I'll be giving you a call shortly. Yeah, absolutely. So, of course, we're just teasing you now because, like, ooh, you're so sexy on the air. I know my face is beat red right now. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. Well, you've got a face for radio. You know. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Tell them what hashtag you put out for me. Oh, that wasn't even me. That was my assistant. I loved it. Hashtag Eric is bald. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you so, so much. Hashtag Team Reba. We also have hashtag open house with Team Reba and then hashtag Eric is bald. Which... You can tweet us if you'd like, but don't use the Eric is bald one. You know, maybe not. Now we'll, we'll be curious. We'll have to joke. do a poll. I think it's fun. <laughs> uh, this is I got to so be careful because you're going to come up with me about like you know Reba's butts big or something. Yeah, like once that. I learn how to do this whole hashtag thing, look out. Yeah, oh it's not going to be We're pretty. Have hashtag wars. That's right. <laughs> it's going to be kind of fun. We're going to have a hashtag throwdown here. Yeah, that's right. But we do actually uh, frequently post things on Twitter because I do have the handle Team Reba. Yes. And so things that we talk about in the show, we do post also on our blog. I've been updating our blog. Uh, it's teamreba.com slash blog. And so our shows get rebroadcast there. People can go back and listen to them again. We also, um, for many of the websites that we talk about, I start posting those after the show. So throughout the week, the resources that we talk about. Do and they're get super helpful. You have lots and lots of good information out yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. There's so. a lot of good stuff. Um, we also have posted on there right now our class that's coming up. Yes. You haven't mentioned that yet. So that's a little frightening to me. I know. That mm. is scary. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, our classes that we have coming up November 7th. 7th. We have two of them, and they're going to be at the Remax Metro office at 2312 East Lake Avenue East in East, Seattle. In Seattle. Uh, right we on do, East Lake. Yeah, we hope to have people actually sending RSVPs so because we do have a limited size room. Right. So you can uh, RSVP to info at teamreba.com. And the two classes we're having are the home seller class. So for anyone who's thinking about selling their home, you can do this anywhere from a week to a year in advance. And this is going to be really helpful information talking about best practices, how to set your home up for a successful sale, things to look for, what to expect in home inspections, things like that. Uh, Some of the latest things that include even people doing sewer scopes nowadays, which is uh, less common. Um, You know, it's, it's more common now, but it was less common five years and longer ago. Uh, So that's going to be from 10 to noon. Right. And from two to four, mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about the home buying side of it. Yes. So somebody thinking about buying a home, if you're a first time home buyer, you don't have to be. Nope. Uh, but we're going to be talking about really useful information. Credit. What about credit? What about mm-hmm. programs? What about down payments? What about the contracts? What do you need to know to write a an offer that protects you, but is also competitive? Correct. How yeah. do you beat out the competition? Mm-hmm. You know when you're writing when you're yeah. writing your offer, well, which and is that's a huge why, topic right now. Yes, absolutely. It's one of the reasons why we call this our no fluff savvy home buyer series, and the same thing no fluff savvy home seller series. Yes, because we we don't just like this show. You know, we might joke around and have some fun with this, but all the information is actually very valuable and serious and gets you results. That's right. That's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we want to give you information that you're going to, you know, be useful. We want you to, you know, write it down, say, Hey, I, you know, I got some good information. This is going to really help Mm -hmm. me. If we can save you from a nightmare transaction, or if we can save you some money, 
Mm-hmm. Then uh, we'll sleep better at night. Yes, absolutely. Our, we do, we don't want that scary stuff after. Houses. Yeah, yeah. We don't want the scary part after the fact when we you know find out someone's not successful. And I will say, I want to make sure that people know these are open to the public and they're free. You know, uh, we love it when people work with us, but these are open, free to the public. And so even if, you know, we don't end up being who you choose to work with, I mean, this information is valuable no matter what. I mean, obviously, we always love the opportunity to be interviewed for a position, but you don't have to be working with us to attend these classes. We're we're more interested in having educated consumers. So, uh, you know, again, two to four for the home buying class and 10 to noon for the home sellers class. Yes. And did we mention they will be lavishly catered, you know? Wait a minute. Coffee and donuts. At least, I was going to say, I'm not, la- I'm not sure about lavish, but we will we will have snacks. We will have things available for people so they don't, you know, <laughs> Absolutely. go into, you know, Absolutely. sugar coma or but something. You know, and even this, the home seller class, uh, I, I, I'm in the industry and, and I learn something every time, you know, from mm-hmm. these types of classes. So so uh, there's there's really good information. I think everybody out there thinking of selling their home is, has at least a few questions, things they need to know or mm-hmm. things they're not sure about. Should I do this? Should I do that? Should I fix yep. it up? Should I leave it alone? You know, how do I stage it? What do I, what do I do? And you're covering all those, all those questions. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, it could be tricky, but some of that can really make the difference. You know, oh, it, it can make all the difference. Absolutely. Yep. So speaking of other kind of scary things, yes. um, you've got a show coming up, your band. <laughs> Thanks a lot. What a wonderful segue. That's what I get for saying hashtag Eric is bald. Please use that freely now, everyone. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Thanks a lot, well, As long buddy. as your band can play the Monster Mash, that seems to be the, you know, the, the timely thing yeah, right now. Yeah, we can play that in, in between sets. But uh, actually, our show coming up is not on Halloween. It's the week after. It's November 7th also. So not only will I be teaching classes all day, yeah. but I get to entertain people for four hours that evening at the Rockin' M Barbecue in Everett. Oh, fun. Yeah, it's up by the uh, Boeing plant in Everett. Sure, up by yeah. Payne Field. Correct. Yeah. 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 So it's gonna, and it's from 8 to midnight, so it's not as late as a lot of our other shows can be. Yeah. And there's awesome barbecue at this joint, and it looks like a barbecue joint. Don't come up expecting, like, some shishi yeah. you know, Seattle nightclub. But it's a fun place, and people can actually make an evening of it because it's also related to their driving range. So you could come up with your golf clubs, smack a couple of, you know, buckets Fantastic. of balls. Fantastic, yes. Get some barbecue, do a little dancing, work off yep. your barbecue. Nice. Yeah. Well, it sounds like a fun evening. It is a fun evening. And hashtag XLB. So November 7th at the Rockin' R. No, Rockin' M. Oh, Rockin' M. Barbecue. Barbecue. Yeah. Okay. Where'd you get R? I don't know. Because Reba? Yeah, yeah Rock probably. Rockin' Reba? Ro- probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, very cool. We'll be there playing our modern mix of music. It's a lot of All fun. All right. Payne Field. So Muckleteo, kind of. Everett. Well, it's technically Everett. We'll Would you please Everett. stop messing around? No one's going to be able to find it. You keep saying all the wrong places. Rockin' M Barbecue in Everett. Near Payne Field. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> okay, good. Got that, got, that, got that clarification. Yes. Excellent. Good, good, good. What else you got going on this, this, this weekend or this week? For me? Yeah. That it? I don't know. I didn't know we were getting into the personal stuff. I thought we were still talking about. We never even got to you know the zombie oh. foreclosures. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about zombie foreclosures. Yeah. Okay. And before the break, I was talking yeah. about how there's zombie foreclosures out there, mm-hmm. and people might be like, "Well, how how's that happen? What is that? What's a zombie foreclosure? Yeah, what sure. is a zombie foreclosure? Um, well, those are basically a, uh, vacant houses. Those are homes that have been foreclosed on, 
and nobody's living in them. But why are they called zombies? Um, I think just I you know honestly I don't know where the where it originally got where, where it originally came from, but it's be- well I kind of do. It's, it's because it it's because the ownership sort of comes back to life. Mm-hmm. Typically, what has happened is there's someone who got into default and some kind of financial distress, mm-hmm. and the homeowner left while it was in a foreclosure action. Right, and they just assumed that that was going to finish. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. that it would just complete. They thought, okay, well, I wipe my hands of this and out the door I go, mm-hmm. and so they move, believing that there's going to be this impending foreclosure. What ends up happening is that in some cases, those banks have stopped the foreclosure process right and that right. property it could be even years down the road yeah it's ends just up showing there, up again there. Yeah, it's yeah. just sitting there and what that homeowner doesn't realize is that they still own it yes and it's and destroying they, and they think, their credit yeah it's destroying their credit and that's the sad thing is they've they've thought that foreclosure finished and many of them hear about these programs that now allow for someone who's been through bankruptcy, foreclosure, mm-hmm. or a short sale to come back into yeah, the market two to, again. Two to three years, depending on the circumstances. Yeah. And so they go and they try and get another loan and they find out, what do you mean it's still there? Yeah. yeah so yeah. They're, they're kind of few and far between, but they do happen. And oftentimes in the case of fire, when the insurance doesn't fully get the property back and they let it go to foreclosure, sometimes that also occurs. Right. Absolutely. Well, we'd like to thank you for joining us today, Open House with Team Reba. Always a pleasure to be here. Hopefully we're giving you some information that's helpful out there in the scary pre, pre-Halloween pre Yeah, But feel to free to send your questions to us, even outside the show. Send them to us, and we'll address them on future shows and even topics that you want to hear. Thanks for joining us all. It's Open House with Team Reba. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at re slash max metro east side on facebook or email info at teamreba.com join us again next tuesday at three for more open house with team reba here on business radio 1300 kkol program sponsored by team reba of remax metro east side and eric osnes of home